Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. Today, it's an absolute pleasure to be joined in our 100th episode by Neil Felton, the CEO of FESPA. Welcome. Thanks very much, Debbie. How are you? I am good. I am good. Yep, all getting busy, aren't we, driving up the season? It is indeed, yeah. Definitely. Neil, could we start? Could you give us an intro, please, into FESPA, its history, its key objectives, and how the association and its events support the print community? Wow, um, that's a lot to cover. I don't know how much time we've got, Debbie, but um, <laughs> uh, effectively, FESPA is over 60 years old now. It's a, it's a very well-established federation of 37 national associations who represent 15,000 members around the world. Uh, between 14 and 15,000 members around the world. And um, it started back in, uh, as I say, 60 years ago in the screen print industry, and then it's moved into taking on board digital technologies as well about 20 years ago or so. And uh, as an organization, our job is to help um, build the demand for print and obviously be the leading globally connected imaging community. And one of the ways we do that is through our trade shows, which we run around the world and the many events that we support and reinvest our money back into. It's very, very important network, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think the key thing is that, you know, I come from a tradition of exhibition organisers, and I've been with FESPA now for over 12 years. It feels like a long time. Um, but it's actually been fascinating is to see how the community coalesce around FESPA and how that we have all of our members around the world really helping one another and trying to progress the industry and, as I say, build the demand for print. So, to me, it's a fascinating community. And, Debbie, you've been part of it for a long time as well. So uh, yeah, you understand that the power of uh, what FESPA can bring. Yeah. Yeah. And so so relevant, you know, particularly right now as well, because everything's changing so quickly. Yeah. Well, I think that's one of the, the interesting things. It was founded, um, you know, by a group of associations getting together to talk about the new technology, the new screen technology all those years mm. ago. And then obviously when digital came along, once again, um, we, we, we um, really held together to try and find out what the new opportunities were. And mm -hmm. uh, as we know, in the wide format space, and speciality printing, it's growing exponentially. There's so many opportunities. And the way you can understand those opportunities is making sure you speak to other printers and other people and suppliers in the market to find out what those are. And that's why community-based organizations such as FESPA is such a powerful tool in which to develop your business definitely definitely and so many disruptive technologies as well mm. you know for, for re-establishing markets and brand new markets there's so much to so much to see and so much to talk about isn't there so much growth definitely without question uh, yeah. i see that every day with every single member that i speak to it's just uh, fascinating to see the development of the industry yeah, that's right. I think one of the kind of, kind of things that stands out as well was to see the success of companies who had digitised during lockdown. They pivoted and, and continued, didn't they? They did so well, actually. They grew during COVID times. Well, that was what was so interesting is that, you know, if you have a good community based organization such as FESPA, actually, we saw a membership grow in that time. So in tough times, actually, people uh, bandy together and actually try and uh, create new opportunities. And that's what we definitely saw. We've seen uh, our members come out stronger uh, from mm -hmm. after the pandemic. And actually, during the pandemic, as I say, the membership rose because they understood that together they're stronger rather than looking in their own insular way. And I think that in some ways is the future of business is to try and make sure you try and work with partnerships rather than working uh, in, in a singular fashion, which won't necessarily provide you with the opportunities that you should have. 
definitely. Would you agree, Neil, as well, that it's also strengthened the view that, you know, in-person events cannot go away? I think, you know, so many people perhaps thought earlier that, you know, in a virtual world, world do we really need to go, you know, meet people face to face? COVID really proved that, yes, we do. And I think you know, it really has strengthened the, 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 yeah, the, the appetite for in-person events and shows. Well, at the end of the day, the, the human condition is that um, we are uh, community-based um, people, as it were. And so I yeah. think the thing is that you've got to remember, back about 20, 30 years ago, when the uh, advent of the internet, people said, oh, trade shows will die because we'll use the internet. But at the end of the day, people buy from people. And if I'm a printer and I want to go and find out what the latest product is, I want to meet the salesperson, I want to meet the engineer, I want to meet the service personnel, I want to compare it to competitors. Uh, And so therefore, there's only one way you can do that is an event such as Vespa. And that's not going away. If anything, I think COVID taught us how powerful that is, um, that I'm going to create a relationship. I was in Australia recently and you created a whole load of relationships that I couldn't have done via Zoom, which I attended the year before via Zoom. And it's a completely different experience. So whether you're a supplier or a printer or anybody in this industry, I think face to face is critical. And of course, FESPA, I would say, is the best way to do that. But there's so many ways in which you can interact face to face. Uh, and it's it's here for the future. It's been around for thousands of years and it will be mm-hmm. around for thousands of years more. Yeah, absolutely. And um, such a good use of time as well. You know, it's also I always think shows are really good because it gets you yeah. out of the office. You're not distracted and you can meet, you know, hundreds of people in two or three days. Well, I, I, the examples I always use are some of the biggest printers I come across. And um, they say that um, what they often find new things at trade shows, particularly at Vespa, because that we specialize in in the new products which are available uh, and the launches and that they wouldn't have come across those uh, in traditional forms of media. But they do uh, in trade shows and you're more open to seeing things. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's a critical way in which we need to try and develop the industry. If you look at all the latest and the most powerful launches of products which have happened, they've happened at FESPA. And yeah. that means that they can start to inspire the printer more than they can do in any other form. Yeah. And it's also really good for visitors to talk to, I find, love it, application specialists, the people yeah. who are actually doing the demos rather than the salespeople. Well, I mean, I can meet so many printers and they are fascinated. They need to look, they need to touch, they need to feel, they need to be inspired. And it's very difficult if you're stuck in your office and you're doing the same thing, dealing with clients' challenges and all those things. But you need to spend two or three days going out there, finding out what's new, what you can do. You may have a piece of machinery that you don't realize can do some things that it can do and operate in a completely different field, opening opening a whole new market for them. And that, to me, is is really exciting. And the suppliers that work with us, they do fantastic jobs demonstrating what their machinery can do. But they need to demonstrate it. You need to see it face-to-face. You need to be there in situ. And you, you mentioned the most important thing. Printers have very little time and they need to do it efficiently. They can't go and do 20 open houses or whatever. They need to go to one place where they can go and see everything and actually get something which is valid for them. And I think that's really important. That's why Festival works for them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, you've had a busy year. Yeah. Haven't you? You've had a very busy year. And the yes. next question yeah, is to re- just move on to a, a review of events from the 20, from 2023, really. So some key takeaways, both from the visitor and the exhibitor experience. 
and um, and just kind of touch again on markets. Mark has covered because the the landscape of digital, the landscape of print is expanding, as you just touched on with convergence. People have been able to move from the wide format industry, as a quick example, into interior industry. Yeah. Well, it's it's difficult to summarize all of the stuff that we've done this year. But I mean, I suppose let's divide it into two things. First of all, it's the events that FESPA uh, head office do uh, Mm -hmm. and our regional uh, companies around the world. But then there's also all the events that our associations do. So let's start with those associations. um, I think they're going to be looking at around about 300 to 400 events that our associations will be running in a year. Wow. Uh, So that's a huge number of events, many of which we will be um, supporting next year. Uh, with the profit for purpose, the money which we reinvest back into the industry. So, you know, you, you think of FESPA and you think of big trade shows, but there's also all of our associations running hundreds of events around the world in 37 different countries. And that's a really powerful part of what FESPA does is bringing education and networking and knowledge sharing uh, with those associations. And then you look at what FESPA head office do. Of course, people know about the show that we have in Europe. Uh, and to expand on that a little bit, you talked about the different markets within uh, FESPA, what we're looking at. So uh, for this year's show in Amsterdam on 2024 in March, you'll be looking at the personalization experience, looking at how printers are developing into personalization, moving from mm-hmm. customization to personalization. Yep. And you'll see some of the biggest and best brands, big brands, uh, talking about how they're personalizing their products. And it's really important for printers because there is a large profit margin that they could be securing if they move into personalization. That's number one. The second one is Sportswear Pro, which is a fascinating sector of the market as well, which a lot of printers are moving into. And and you yourself are involved in with a feature such as Personalized Makeware, which will be between those two shows. Then you look at European Sign Expo, which is the non-printed signage part of the business, which includes digital signage. And I know that many printers are are concerned with regard to what digital signage can do for them. But the way that we see it um, is that we think it's something which is complementary, which works very well with wide format print, but also with digital signage. So uh, we want to give technology and understanding of how a printer can move into that space, how they can be image consultants and try and create something really strong with both printed and digital signage. And then, of course, you've got FESPA uh, Global Print Expo, which is uh, the largest show of its type and the strongest show of its type, which you've been uh, working with for quite a long time now. And that will be happening. So there's four events happening at the same time. And then, of course, we have another five events around the world in Mexico, in Brazil, in Turkey, South Africa, and our launch show in the Middle East in January. So that's going to be a big launch show. At the moment, it's the fastest selling show that we've ever had in our history. Yeah. And then finally, you've got Rap Fest, which is happening in 2024, um, which will be um, towards the, the third quarter. And that's actually looking really strong as well, focusing on the rap community. So a very yeah. long answer, sorry, to a very short question. But no, effectively, we've got yeah. lots of stuff happening. Um, and Rap Fest was, was very, very successful, wasn't it, too? Yeah, I mean, it's a fascinating sector of the market. When yeah. you look at... When you look at some of the videos that we've done, I think we still go back to in 2016, we had uh, the World Rap Masters, which is the World Cup of Rapping, effectively. Uh And it happened in, uh, it's been happening for nine, 10 years now. Uh, But we looked at one video, which we filmed back in 2016, I think it was in Amsterdam. Um, And over 7.5 million people have watched that video about tips and tricks about rapping. How many, Neil? 7.5 million. 
Wow. So it, when you look at it and you think there is such a, a potential in that market and people often think about wrapping cars and vehicles. Yes, that's a very important market. And it's worth, I think, something like 3.7 billion with mm -hmm. around with a double digit growth annual uh, growth over seven years. Uh, over seven years, it will be at least double digit growth. So that's really strong and powerful. But then you also throw in, it's also about architecture and wrapping. You can wrap anything. It's not just yeah. about cars yeah. and the opportunity. I know wrappers who've wrapped lighthouses, bridges, you know, a whole range of things, okay. doors. And look at that as an opportunity. It's huge. It's got a massive potential. So I'm so excited by the opportunities our printers have. And I look forward to seeing them in Amsterdam to explore those further. It is interesting, that convergence across markets, isn't it? You know, if you just take the textile space, you know, which started predominantly in the graphics sector yeah. with that technology moving over, you know, and you look at just in textiles, how that's developed, how you see so much convergence from the wide format industry mm. who started printing, you know, signage, etc. Now using the same dye sublimation technology to, to print home furnishings or hospitality decor, yeah. combining that with, you know, some latex or UV printing, printing wall coverings, you know, there's, um, there's, as you said, just so many opportunities to use the same machinery for different purposes. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting point you make because um, I, I've made this point several times is that the screen printers, you know, many, many years ago were the ones which were the first to adapt to digital technology. Mm -hmm. So actually the community that we serve are actually the most forward thinking, innovative and flexible printers that they are. They're not from a traditional print background with regard to offset or litho or flexo. They're actually from screen. And what we've noticed is a lot of these guys were the first to adopt digital. So the fact that these guys are still at the forefront highlights the power of the community is that we have the most flexible, innovative specialty printers in the world. And they're the ones which adopt technology first and foremost, including moving into spaces like you discussed. Yeah, absolutely. And continually investing. I mean, I think at the moment as well, you see a massive investment in the workflow technology that sits aside print. Because yeah. if you're going to move to a customized, personalized space, you know, there's as much work in one SKU as there is in 10,000. Yeah. It's, it's just a matter of how long it's going to print for. So it's really important that all of that is automated. And there are, you know, with, with you know, generative AI, AI, everything like that moving forward, the data now can be transported so much quicker. Yeah. Um, so much going on there and so much to keep in, keep on top of if you're going to remain competitive in your market sector. Quite right. I think competitive is one thing, but also as well, understanding where the new niches are that you can go and yeah. explore. Yeah. And there are, I mean, you've mentioned four or five, I could mention another five, and we could keep yeah. on going. There are so yeah. many opportunities. Our job at FESPA is to try and highlight what those opportunities are mm -hmm. to our printers and say, right, these are the spaces you need to go in. This is what you need to know. These are the supplies that can help you get there. And between us, we want to build a, a bigger and brighter and more innovative community. And I think we're getting there. Yeah, 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 definitely. One of the things I think, Neil, that people don't realise about FESPA is, you know, that you are investing heavily in the future of print, the future of the next generation, and you reinvest into your associations. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of trade companies out there, event companies out there that kind of appear to do that, but they don't actually really do that. And, and FESPA really do. I wonder if you could share a couple of um, stories of case studies from the associations, where that, you know, as a, a, a proof of proof of um, concept really that it's it's out there and it's working 
Well, I mentioned the, the hundreds of um, events that our associations run for the industry. That's part yeah. of it. But then, of course, we've reinvested in the last seven years or so. I think FESPA have reinvested about five million euros back into the industry. Wow. And that's in uh, very easily identifiable areas. I can give you some examples. So uh, one of the examples would be that we uh, built a training college in Sri Lanka to talk about um, digital printing and how we can help the Sri Lankan printers understand more from screen to digital. Um, mm -hmm. They've already got training courses in screen and we help build actually um, a, a training facility there. So that's one example. Another one would be our South African Association actually helped um, uh, people who are working in the townships to start creating their own screen printing workshops there and actually helping um, uh, mothers particularly set up businesses there. And I could go on for uh, for, yeah. for, for years with regard to all the things that we've invested in. But I think the most important thing from our perspective is to try and help educate the market about what the opportunities are yep. and provide the resources where possible. Uh, another example we could give is in Middle East recently, we had a flex event, which is the FESPA Leadership Exchange, where we mm -hmm. took the best printers in Europe, we introduced them to the best printers in the region, and we did a, a SWOT analysis. We talked about the challenges with regard to sustainability, how AI is going to be involved in things. And we had a, a leadership exchange, a transfer of knowledge between two um, diverse um, geographies. And that was very powerful, too. Yeah. So, I mean, there's many, many examples we could give on where we're trying to help build the industry and how FESPA can be involved. And the whole point is that there are many organizations who work in this sector. Some are commercial. We are not commercial. Our job mm -hmm. is that every single cent and uh, dollar and pound that we uh, get from our profits, from our businesses, is reinvested back into the industry. That's what we're there for. And that's what makes us unique. That's fabulous. It really is. One of the things, another thing you've been investing in, which is a 24-7 resource over the, the last few years, would mm -hmm. be the FESPA, FESPA.com website as well, yep. itself and mm -hmm. how that is becoming, you know, a 24-7 resource for knowledge and also and also community. Could you give us a little insight there into, you know, how that how that is evolving and how people can access FESPA.com? Well, uh, first and foremost, obviously, FESPA.com is available for everybody. If you're mm -hmm. a member of one of our associations, you get access to Club FESPA, which is behind a firewall with hundreds and hundreds of articles about latest yeah. content. So um, if you are um, in any of the 37 countries we're represented, you should join one of our associations. Mm -hmm. If you're not, you should join FESPA Direct and you get access to all that information. Debbie, you're a writer, so you would know uh, a lot with regard to <laughs> I do know to this, those. but our listeners don't. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's if you want to get access to some of the leading brains in the world yeah. uh, in our market space, then obviously either become a FESPA direct member if you're not in one of our 37 national association countries. And if you are uh, with your national association, you get access to that as well. It's also machine translated. I'm very uh, just because I'm English doesn't mean that I have a typical English mentality is that we have to deal with the countries and the languages that we work within. So there is machine translation in there, which is very quite accurate, in fact, um, so that you can actually read it in any language and really come to absorb it. So to, to us, it's really important that we try and share the knowledge, not just at our trade shows, but on online as well. And FESPA.com has in excess of 300,000 users uh, every year. So it's a very popular site. Yeah. Uh, and obviously the fact that we're around the world with, uh, you know, 60 to 70,000 unique visitors coming to our shows also helps too. Yeah, no, it's important. It's important to read those case studies and learn how 
people have either grown their businesses, adapted their businesses, or moved them into new markets. It's a very rich resource. Indeed it is. Yeah, most definitely. Well, lots on the agenda for 2024. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's in the roadmap then? We touched on it before. Yeah. Well, I think that the key thing is, and as I mentioned, that the, the we need to identify niches for our printers. And we talked uh-huh. about personalization, sportswear pro, digital signage, um, automation, AI. I would say those were the five things that we would be looking at is uh, particularly strong sectors. Uh, the other one, which, of course, you deal with very well, is the textile side of things. And mm-hmm. whether that be all the way from soft signage to decor to clothing, um, that's a massively important area, I think, moving forward. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing huge growth. I think when I started back here, 2011 was my first show in Hamburg. We had a small hall for textile, uh, a tiny little hall. Yeah. And now we have at least two halls uh, which are dedicated to textile. So the growth in that sector and the variety of applications, as you well know better than me, is just vast. Yeah. And we need to continue to deliver that sort of information to the markets. And Sportswear Pro is a part of that. Personalization is part of that. And, of course, our, our strong textile sponsors as well. Absolutely. And all of that across all of those markets now in an on-demand world. Yeah. Nearshore, reassure, COVID changed so much. Yeah. You know, digital has never been more, never been more important, really, mm. for industry. Well, that, the thing is, I, I always go back to one point, and how, how does that make it real with regard to why personalization is uh, quite an interesting one, whether it be on textile or whatever mm-hmm, form mm-hmm. of personalization it takes? And I go back to a show that we had. We had personalized experience uh, where we actually had a, a feature where we could actually make T-shirts and, and shoes yeah. and a whole yeah. range of things. And it was really fascinating, and I still remember that we have uh, – a colleague of mine, Callum, is a great chap, and um, it was his birthday, and we personalised a T-shirt with a picture of his uh, his baby boy on there, and you know it brought tears to people's eyes. It certainly did for me, and it just highlighted the difference between a printed product and a personalised printed product. Mm-hmm is that there's an emotional attachment to it. And it doesn't just have to be a name, which is the standard thing that we did, you know, years ago, but how else can we personalize products? And, you know, quite understandably, you would pay more money for something like that than you would do just a standard T-shirt. And I think the printers need to realize that there's a huge opportunity in that particular space where we can start providing, you know, runs of one rather than runs of 100 and the machinery that we have and the software and all of the finishing and all of these things is now able to cope with things like that, where we can create personalized products, which have a high profit margin, yeah. but also have an, an incredibly powerful emotional impact as well. So I think yeah, all of those do. things are an opportunity, which you'll see at the personalization experience happening in Amsterdam. In March. Yeah, they do. And I think, you know, from a sustainability perspective as well, it's, it's proven that people yeah. keep products that they've invested in or had made custom made for them they keep them for a lot longer yeah well i just had a cup of coffee and my personalized mug you know it's just it's yeah. just something which is i automatically are drawn to that sort of thing so yeah. it, it yeah. to me i think it's a massive opportunity moving forward and there are so many innovative printers around the world who can actually get access to this and i've met a couple in australia i meet them all the time and i think that's a really interesting part of the market we need to look at i think i i totally agree with you and i think it's so it what, what excites me so much is how much it has democratized the creative community. And as you said, you know, those creative, innovative printers out there. And you see a lot of them continuing and expanding on their B2B business by going direct to consumer. 
yeah. using third-party software, third-party fulfillment, all of those things. And equally in the opposite direction, you've got a whole creative community now that can access personalized, customized products that are drop shipped in 10 minutes. You, know, you yeah. can literally build a website, you know, on, on some of your, you know, your best partners, um, Printful, for example, and drop ship anywhere worldwide. It, it, it's, it's it's an incredible, incredible opportunity, and mm. also we talk about young people getting involved in the industry. Yes, very and important. actually, you know, this the personalization side of things is something which they're passionate about. They really, really like. They want something unique and different, as do. do I think at all ages, and that's really powerful. Is that we want to engage younger people, and then I would also say that another thing that you can do is, and I always talk about this as an example, Rotterdam flower market, mm-hmm. and you look at saying, well, print may have an old-fashioned view, and I would have said that is the case 12 years ago before I joined Vesper. I had an image of printers in dungarees covered in ink splodges, and nothing could be further from my image of what the print industry is. And you go to Rotterdam Flower Market and you see the printed ceiling on the most beautiful buildings in Holland. And you think that is print. And then you think of all the amazing stuff that I've seen with regard to whether it be billboards or or, yeah. or, 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 or garments or a whole range of things, personalization, sportswear. Um, you know, it's just fascinating. And I think we need to showcase how sexy the print industry is. And, you know, it's just so many things to so many people. But I don't think we sell it enough. I don't think we get excited enough about print. I'm not a printer, but I'm really excited about it. And not just because I'm the CEO of Festivus, because I see how many amazing things our members are doing around the world. They they most certainly are, Neil. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> thank you thank you very much look forward to all of the events next year so mm-hmm. just just give us a quick run through in the diary then what's what's first oh god now i try and remember it all in order <laughs> right so first and foremost of course we've got the turkish show which is happening next week um, okay Festival eurasia um then in january we have Fespa middle east mm-hmm. um which is going to be in dubai which is fantastic it's 25 degrees there so if you want to pop over there from europe i, I promise you will be better weather than it will be in europe um, but actually, there's some really good, strong content there. And it's going to be uh, a complete different version of events in that region, focusing on education once again. So it's got a sustainability spotlight. It's got the uh, Rap Masters. Um, it's got the Flex, the mini Flex event, the Festival Leadership Exchange. And it's got the leading suppliers around the world will be there for the first time. Some of them going direct rather than uh, just distributors as well. But the Mm -hmm. distributors are very powerful in that region. So you've got FESPA Middle East. Then in March, you've got the Global Print Expo, Sportswear Pro, Personalization Experience, European Sign Expo, all happening at the same time in the Rye. Um, And just before that, a week before, you've got FESPA Brazil. Uh, So there'll be lots of traveling. Um, FESPA (laughs) Brazil is a fascinating show, by the way. It's it's got... Uh, I think in excess of uh, fourteen to 15,000 visitors go to that show. Wow. It's an absolutely incredible show with huge amounts of energy. Uh, and Amsterdam will similarly be uh, full of energy in those four separate um, shows with lots of features happening there. And then, of course, we've got FESPA South Africa. Uh, and we've also got um, uh, FESPA in uh, Mexico. So lots of things happening. And then finishing off that year, as it were, well, between now and then would be the Rap Fest, which will be held in Silverstone again, uh, the home of the British Grand Prix. So lots of things happening, and I yeah. won't go through the 300 or so events. No, 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 we, we don't have time, time I'm sure. <laughs> but we appreciate all of them. Neil, thank you so yeah. much. Thank you for joining us today. I look forward to seeing you in person again soon. Thank Great you. Stuff. Cheers. Cheers.